My first, my first uncleing. You're officially an uncle. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, but that's that is wow. why I was late. I wasn't trying to to sun y'all. No, it's the perfectly good excuse. My friend got out of a parking what? ticket or a speeding ticket like that one time. Wait, they said they were having a baby, or they're like, my sister's yeah, like he he was flying on the interstate in Florida, and we were in like high school, and he was like, oh, I like before he even got out of the car, I was like prepared like i was like there's no way i can excuse how fast i was going so like he got to his window and he was like dude my girl's having her baby right now like if you got to give me a ticket give me a ticket but like i gotta go right and he was just like godspeed like <laughs> totally let him go <laughs> and he was not having a baby at all oh my god um it was like four or five hours yeah. ago and i just i just spoke to her for the first time she sounds like out of her mind right, naturally. oh my god did yeah. she sleep yet my mom said that's the best sleep ever is the sleep you have after you <laughs> birth a child <laughs> uh no she i don't think she slept yet i think she's like kind of falling and you know checking in oh with a bunch god. of people whatever so. i would be like y'all can hear about this baby later <laughs> i would just have like, like a group text that said alive uh, yeah i'll talk to you you the next 18 years yeah like you know how you sleep after you move like that's like you just hauling a bunch yes. of furniture it's like you did that with your body almost like <laughs> there's no real comparison but yeah no it sounds wild you're so physically drained but i'm sure right. the like what is, is more physically like... draining Thank you all so much for joining the best friend show with katrina davis um i'm katrina davis this is a podcast that I started to talk to my friends about their best friendships and um, all of the fun things that come to be when you're talking with your best friends. So today, my guests are Neil and Jonas. Thank you so much for joining me, both of you. Hey, thanks, Katrina. Thanks for having us. Of course. I was going to say Gosh, but I didn't know Jonas's yeah. last name. What's your last name, Jonas? No. Oh, wait, your last name is Preshadu? Preshadu. I like it. That's Haitian, right? Or French, French Haitian? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. My parents are from Haiti. My parents are from Haiti. Uh, Haitian American. I met a lot of Haitian people out here either. I think me and Neil talked about this. Uh, not a lot of Haitians out here. I don't know if you noticed that, Katrina. I don't, not a lot of Jamaicans I either. Like, there's a Caribbean thing kind of missing. Yes. Yeah. Well, there absolutely. there is really good Jamaican food out here, so there is there's someone there's somewhere. But <laughs> okay, you're right in terms of there in Florida where I moved. Um, there was in high school we had like a large population of like Haitian families come in when I was in high school, so I am yeah. used to having like a larger community of Haitian. Like there were all of a sudden people like mad at me because i couldn't tell them what island i was from and stuff like that and so i am kind of used to being around like a specifically haitian like a niche of people that you're right i haven't but really the only reason yeah. i know i'm around haitian people is when they come up to me and ask me if i'm haitian so is that is that a thing <laughs> that is like in the haitian community you're like hmm, i think that's a haitian person i'm gonna go see what's up yes 
Yes, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. You know okay. what it is? It's the nose. Okay. Oh, it's, gives, it's the nose. Gives it away. Oh. The there was nose. a man that would argue with me on a daily basis that I was not Haitian. Like, he was like, you Haitian. I was like, I really don't think I am, Terrence. And he was like, nah, you Haitian. And I was like, I don't think that's how you make people Haitian. Like, he was just always arguing with me. You could jump into being Haitian. That's yeah, that's what I thought. I thought you were just right. enveloped into the community when someone decided you were Haitian. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you get beat to gone till November. I'm joking. That wouldn't be the song. Um, <laughs> wait, do you normally do podcasts disrobed? Oh, I do everything with no clothes on. If I don't have to have the camera, like, are you kidding me? Absolutely, absolutely. If the cameras are off, probably naked. Oh, um, that's just yeah. Here, Neil, you know, Neil looks upset real, by this. Here's the real thing. Here's what you need to know about Jonas, Katrina, is that fifty-one percent of everything he says is pulled out of his ass. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no validity to most of the things he says there's no truth it's just Jonas ever once thought about what his riff was gonna be it's just like whatever word came out and whatever <laughs> word followed it like we're that's not it. thinking about any of this that's it though and 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 um and i think that's valid but here's the thing though that's what made our podcast so much fun because jonas will say some wild shit as if it's fact and we have to dig it up. We have to explore and and find out that he's been lying. And he'll keep a straight face for twenty minutes till we what figure out. Like, yeah, I was just messing with you. No, no. Oh my gosh, it what is fun for that reason. Right. Yeah, that hasn't happened enough times to really even know what that journey is like. What would you say the roundabout percentage of Jonas being right on the podcast, as opposed to it being something he totally made up? Um. I would say it's about it's about three percent. Wow, it's ninety seven percent him making stuff up. That That's a high percentage. That's like almost all of it. Yeah, the only part he says that's true is I'm Jonas Presendu. I'm not even sure. I would honestly put most of the podcast after his intro under speculation. Yes, <laughs> How did you become friends with such a smooth liar, Neil? Well, you know, when you get, when you get God, you're God, you know? Uh, no, I met, I met Jonas. I met Jonas through our friend Cam Bertrand, who's a, another Florida uh, comic from Tampa, specifically. Yeah. I don't know if there's like Jacksonville, Florida, there's Orlando. No, we talked about that. There is, there's like... Jacksonville hey, people, has a I only did stand up in Florida for a guys. year. Right. We have like a nice niche of people. And when I left there, it was like those people would tell me the other Florida people that yes. would like come up and down the coast. So like we had Tampa people that would come up and then Jacksonville people would like switch, like kind of like put mm -hmm. each other on each other's shows. But I was kind of super new to that where like I moved here and everyone was like, oh, Preacher just moved. You have to find Preacher. Right. And like it was like whoever the Florida people were that were moving to L.A., you would kind of know about each other. Right. That's I so stand cool. up long enough to be a part of that like run, but there is one for sure. <laughs> right, right. Because Katrina, you started most like you started in Jacksonville, but you moved pretty quick soon after. 
Right. I did it. That's what me and Jonas were talking about. I only did it in um, Florida for a year, and then I moved yeah. just by the way things worked out. But Jonas, yeah. how many years were you in Florida doing stand up? Uh, for about seven years. Yeah, seven years. Nice. And yeah, Neil, where were you at in your this, comedy? This year, yeah. Oh when yeah, I'm... Neil, where were you in your comedy career when you met Jonas? When I met Jonas, so I would have have met Jonas. Um, that would have been twenty. At the lowest point of his Seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, which is the same level at the Laughing Skull Festival which was my first year of stand-up. And so I met Jonas, I think, two years after that. So my third year, you know, it was one of those, like, you're at the comedy store and a friend of yours is like, oh, this is such and such. You know, and you just talk. You don't, I don't really, I wasn't particularly like, oh, this is going to be, like, one of my best friends in comedy. But, you know, and then we would kind of see each other from time to time at mics and whatnot. And then... Uh, you know, we wanted to start a podcast together prior to the pandemic. Uh, we say like in January or so, we kind of started talking about it. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, yeah, that's this is now my guy for life. You know what I mean? Like we got through, <laughs> we did Thanksgiving, just the two of us last year. You know what I mean? Like it's Aww. just... It's one of those yeah. friendships now where, you know, we call and it's like to, hey, I want to talk to you for five minutes about something. Then we just go for like an hour on just random shit. And Aww. it's, so that's kind so of how we met. Yeah. Was it a friendship forged in the pandemic? Like, did you hang out as much before or were you both just hitting so many mics that you would see each other when you saw each other? I think it was, uh, I, I think the groundwork was laid in like mics. We basically... We um we met, I think the groundwork for our friendship was laid in like mics and hanging out at clubs and stuff. But the pandemic was when it really solidified. And, you know, um, I like, you know, went through like a breakup during the pandemic. And Jonas was the, you know, my the friend that I leaned on during that whole thing. And it's just, I, and obviously I, the I, pandemic I, itself. And he had stuff with his I, family and so I mean, the pandemic was definitely a thing for everyone, but depending on how you, like, get over a breakup, it's, like, so many of the things that your friends would tell you to do to, like, feel better, you just straight up couldn't do. Like, so it was, like, only, like, everything that everyone was doing for the pandemic is equatable with, like, wallowing after a breakup. Like, we all just went through a two-year breakup. We all just, like, That's sat funny. inside in sweatpants and watched TV. Like, we all acted like we were breaking up with someone. But Neil actually did. <laughs> so at least you had, like, an excuse. The rest of us were just being trash. Neil, you were hurting. <laughs> I, I liked reducing everyone's pandemic experience to not having an excuse. So it sounds like you immediately liked each other. Because how long were you friends before you were like, yeah, we should do a podcast together? Uh, yeah, probably two years, right, Jonas? Oh, okay. When I first visited LA, Cam introduced me. Cam, like, he and and in Cam told me about Neil for a while because my 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 inner circle, my friends know like I'm I don't like to expand, and so Cam was like Jonas, I really think you're gonna love Neil, and so we met the first time, yes, instantly, yeah, yeah, you just like feel it, 
Yeah. 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 That was the best part about my Chappelle Sixth Sense was that I never saw him. <laughs> I think Jonas, you should go. And then he would I text me. Like, yeah, morning, man, you I saw him. <laughs> That's so funny. Because why didn't you go, Neil? You know, I'm not, I, I like my sleep, Katrina. <laughs> He's just oh, lacking good. protein and ready for a nap at any given moment. <laughs> Yeah, my blood's just even stopped flowing. It's so lazy. No, I'm the same kind of way, honestly, where it's like, and it's not, I feel like it's going to sound more jaded than I mean it to be. But when people are just like, oh, like, never get another night like this, man. I'll be like, he'll be there. I'm going home. Like, it's Wednesday. I have to go to work tomorrow. And then it's that guy saying it like every weekend when you guys go out. That's what I mean. It's like the same open micer every Friday being like, never get to get this opportunity, man. You got to live for nights like this. And I would be like, I will see you tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it is every other night is like this technically, but okay. <laughs> I love that. They're like, yeah, man, I saw the garbage being taken out of the store. It's so magical there. It's like. Neil, that's so funny. Yeah, you know, not to say it, you can't be there and benefit from it and all that stuff, but it's just like yeah. the, it's always the people with no like hustle that are just they're just there. But they and... consider that the like what their placement in that building is them like quote unquote grinding sometimes. Probably was just walking right in. I just went straight to the comics green room. I didn't know nobody, nothing. And dude was like, hey, man, you can't be up here. Like, <laughs> they would tell us here. I'm just like, hey, you can't be here. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Then I went down and I like, I went to the OR and I sat in like the regulars chair. Like, I didn't know nothing about that either. I just sat back there and just put my feet up. They were like, what are you doing? Like, you can't be here. I didn't know. Never <laughs> so many people immediately like this was all in under 10 minutes uh, like all in under 10 minutes it was a nightmare oh my god dude. jonas this is hilarious but you just like goldilocks the store alone like who brought you there you didn't go with a friend like everywhere you no, went the they were just like time, what are you doing i never i never okay. I, I knew what it was and all that but i wasn't like it wasn't a thing to me and I just didn't know nothing about okay. nothing. It was just... That's so funny. But you, that you, is you... the pure innocence. I feel like even the door guy or whoever was working that night could probably see in your eyes, like, this motherfucker does not know he's not supposed to be here. Like, he's for real oh, just yeah. trying to hang out. <laughs> and then they blackballed me. You got blackballed by GL See, Jonas, you can't see your face. You can't tell if you're 97%. I get it now. He's so genuine. I 100% believe that, Jonas. <laughs> no, that, all that is true. No, we believe that you pissed off the door, guys, but I, I, I believe that you got blackballed for it, which is not true, I don't think. <laughs> no, they don't have no, time. No, 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 I was joking about that. I didn't get blackballed. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I didn't. I was joking about that. <laughs> but for sure, they didn't make sure I go up with a potluck. Uh <laughs> Uh, no, but I think That's I really I funny. <laughs> Jonas is at the club painting his name on the wall. He's like, I thought this was how you just signed in. I already got is the jail not... on. I thought this was. 
I thought you just found an open space. You guys seem upset. What's happening? I brought my own paint. It's like I... a different. <laughs> it's a different color paint. It's not even white. I'm using like red paint. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there one silver name in bad cursive on the wall? It's not even cursive. It's a comic sans. Did a robot <laughs> named Jonas? <laughs> oh my god no, it's like someone just tagged the wall hold on what's going on <laughs> i mean oh I, jonas that's one of the better comedy store experiences i've heard of though is you just gonna, like yes. walk in knowing nothing you're like yeah i love the store you can sit wherever you want to like no it wasn't intentional like it, it was a bad for sure it was a bad first impression but it took a while before it was just like oh okay he really didn't know and um and i went back and apologized and stuff oh yeah man yeah it took a while for them to, yeah to, to, well that this is what i saw this, this is what i appreciate about your your comedy background is like you were in tampa working the improv there for seven years like um i i always think that's so interesting like you you experience the club at a level that i think most people that like i started in la so your your hometown club is like the top one of the top clubs in the world and it doesn't feel like you've earned your right to be there in a way that and you working at a club in seven years like it's not crazy to think that you would walk into a club and be like this is normalized for me it's like yeah the comics might be well the you know it might be more well, the familiarity of it all came from like like all the regulars that are there are like they all headline all the time so you see them all the time so you know when they come to tampa like these are just regular people like you go eat barbecue with these people you have experiences so when you the go to the comedy here. store yeah. and you see the same people there there's no like it's there's no like you know there's no like um there's no sense of like i don't want to say prestige there's respect but it's not prestige it's like you know i I watched you eat bad sushi and you 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 had diarrhea, you understand? But you selling out the main room, it's all good. You know, but it's just certain things like there was just nothing there. Um, I think you know, being so in Tampa probably gives you a different like level of accessibility than someone being a door guy here. And just you immediately being more chill. I mean, like, yeah, like you said, like, yeah, I respect this person, but they're a person that I've spent time with. So, like, they're cool. And people here are like, do you need anything? Do you need a drink? Like, I'll bring your car around. Like, it is a different dynamic, I think, between door guys yes. here and probably what you got yes. to experience being in Tampa. Not like Tampa's so small town, but I feel like even a comic comes to Tampa and they're like, okay, I'm in Tampa. Let's fucking talk to some people. Tell me what bars to go to. Like sure known as like one of the biggest like, strip club capitals of the country they'll really bring stuff to the shows they bring drugs and stuff like that you know it's, it's real love it's real love in the community so it's um <laughs> uh, you know yeah it's 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 um it's legitimate man i just seen a lot of things so those are the kind of gifts is, that i hope to I get know. one day <laughs> <laughs> Well, how do you start oh, comedy God. in LA? Like, I don't know how you start. Like, how do you actually develop time in LA? Like, doing comedy like that, I never knew. I don't. I don't know, Katrina. I'd be. I'd be curious about your experience too, because I mean, you came a year in. But yeah, um, I just used mics at shows. I just counted, and I still mm. will do that. 
Like, mm. I just counted mics and shows. I didn't have any shows. So whatever the best mic I could go to, if it's still people listening, especially when I first started, because it was like, I don't know you motherfuckers. You don't have to laugh at me at all. Right, right. So I still felt like I was going to tell jokes in front of people that didn't know me, getting like an honest read on whether or not this even made sense or mm. was funny. Mm. And so I was never like, I came to, because also I came to LA because I needed a regular job. Like I just couldn't, find um, enough regular copywriting work in Jacksonville to stay. Uh, so I was looking here, New York and Atlanta when I moved. So I moved here and was not like, I'm moving to LA to pursue my comedy career. I was like, I need a job. There's one in LA and I can still do stand up there. So I was still just like hitting mics whenever I could after work. So I think I just had a different idea of like what time I needed. It was like, yeah, I'm fine. And I also don't run like, I know everyone's different, but I don't run the same joke at three different mics in one night. If I have mm. five minutes, I'll run that five minutes and be done until I have another five minutes or a different version of that or whatever. So I don't hit 15 minutes and be like, oh, I got so much time tonight because I didn't have 15 minutes worth of shit to say. So, so I think I just had like, it was easier for me to feel fulfilled when I first moved here in terms of what I consider time. It was like any time that I get to talk out loud is time. I don't care about shows. Right. I think I, I, I See, love that about hustle now, like, that approach. That Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's how you last longer is, you know, I, I think the bigger, at least when I started in, in LA, like mm -hmm. it was for me, I've always just wanted to be kind of, uh a part of the community like uh -huh. and, and i think i placed more on like the social value of um you know like oh how can i build stuff with other community like shows and relationships with people and um and so that would kind of you know sometimes if you go to like that third mic of the night Mm -hmm. and you're like i don't have anything new to work out right now but i'm right. kind of going through this for the motion of it then right. that's when it i i had to readjust my approach and that's yeah. why you know i started running shows because it was just more like it fulfilled that aspect for me i was just about to say even in terms of community and building that is absolutely something that i think a lot of people will um i don't know not see the value of on the surface maybe like mm. there's every people, people are always like, oh, I got to hit mics. I got to hit like three mics tonight. I got to do this, that, and the other. And like you said, it's like build, you'll build a show and have a dedicated audience that you get to practice crowd work in front of, practice all right. the other things. Also becoming a stronger host, which is a totally different muscle. And it forces you to not only meet comics, but meet good comics. Cause you can right. be at a mic and make friends with someone that's trash. <laughs> but if you're at mics and i feel like it puts a better lens on you when you're at mics because you're actively listening to other comics because you want other funny people but right. you need five new funny people for next month so like right. i feel like it makes you a lot more present a lot less about like you and yourself and you just existing in a space it gives you so much more purpose to be at a um adam like to learn for yourself but also when she, if you have the time and energy to start a show i feel like it enriches all of that so much more and gives back in a way more genuine way that like you're giving time 
to people that have given like to you also. Makes, like even mm-hmm. as of recently, is like it it seems like for sure they're uh. they're way more like important in a sense. Like see like especially like within the past five years. When I first started doing comedy, people didn't want to be comedians like that. Like comedy like the template improv mm-hmm. would have open mics where like it was packed and like nobody mm-hmm. like the host would she used to like run around and like beg comedians like to like go up at the wow and they were, it was packed and nobody Ooh. wanted to go out and so i would just and there, there was no one for that audience was like do you want to go wow. and she was like hey do you want to do five and i'm like yeah cool i'll do five and i go up and do five signs up and, and in front of a packed audience i have no material she's like just keep going until someone else up. <laughs> oh my like, god can you imagine like, being like in an open mic mode and they're like fill it <laughs> like, <laughs> what no i don't i can't i can't do that jones you're like marvelous miss Mabel. you are no but just jonas jonas like is that. the miss myzel of tampa <laughs> I I love it so much. Uh, Like my best friend started out here and I think I moved in 2015. So it must've been like 2013 or 14 and other door guys even will talk about that too. We're like, there was like 30 people on the list for potluck, like 50 people Mm -hmm. on the list for potluck. Mm -hmm. That shit is like 250 people minimum now. (laughs) Yeah. You have to like camp out for three days before the mic sign up. About people coming back. At, like the store, like people would come back to Tampa for the store and be like, I went there, like there was nothing going on. And I was just like, Really? There was like, it was like, uh-huh. nothing going on. And so it really was a time when yeah. like, you really had, I had a two year period. And then when Kevin Hart did it, now everybody, like the, the mics were immediately packed. And K came on another, and they uh-huh. same thing. Like it, now it was like, so it was, I, th- I think within the past yep. five, seven years, it's for sure like, yeah, we accidentally, I think, came up on a cusp of like, oh, we're all doing this? Well, damn, I didn't really know about that, but okay. Like, we definitely came on a <laughs> And wave, I loved it. And but, I loved that happened. Yeah, and I, I do that think. Happened. Don't ever get that twisted. I love that that happened because there were a lot of lazy regulars in these clubs who oh. were doing the same hack material. Yeah. In- 15 years like they've worked with all of the greats and they were doing the same hack mm-hmm. material and all of a sudden they, they were challenged and they had to work hard yeah These were like you Ooh. know you've been here for 20 years but i'm like hosts used to go yeah. up and just bomb and bring their head like like that was acceptable <laughs> back then and then when, when they had to start Man. all that stopped it was just like you know and they got replaced too Everybody wants to do comedy now. No, you got to work now. And I love right. that. I love that. Yes. Aw, good. That's great. I, yeah, I, I think it's the, the skill set thing is everybody's now more diversified in what they do. Yes. Everybody got more skilled too. But yeah, it's it's just yeah. there's uh, so many ways to go about it but that uh, I've, I've always just kind of appreciated. And it, Katrina, it's really interesting to hear. Like, again, I really like that point of like, any time counts the same like yeah like you're in front of people like i've had multiple comics laugh at me and tell me that like there's something wrong with my brain 
because like I would be at a mic not miserable. It was like if I wasn't having fun, I'd go home. Right. I don't have to be here right now. And they would be like, well, what? Like, it's just a mic. I was like, yeah, but the mic is a microphone with people that are actively listening to you. Like right. comics are still people. Our brains aren't broken. You'll still, I can still get a gauge on if something's funny by talking at your face. So like, right. why is this so, why does this matter so little? You know, the, right. it's that weird juxtaposition where it's like, oh, you're grinding and this matters to you, but you talk shit at everyone. And I'm like, why am I here? It's like, well, that's a great question. Like, you could right. leave. <laughs> I would have people come up to me in my late night mic that were like brand new comics that had also come from some family that was super connected. And they would be like, stand next to me and be like, man, I've been to three different rooms tonight. I've been doing this for like five hours. And that guy just got up before me and it's 2 a.m. And I was like, yup. Like, do you like stand up? This is stand up. If you're not having fun, then maybe you don't like stand up. But like you talking to me about how long you've been doing this all night is like, you think I owe you to get skipped now? Like you said, that guy was at the same place you were. So, you know, you put the same time in. Why are you crying? Like, I just, my thing was like, I, I don't get the person like coming out to LA, like humble me about the views of mics. Cause it was like, there's no level in the game where you escape it. Like, it's Sarah Silverman. Right. Like, you know, like, my buddies in New York. That's like Jimmy Fallon dropping in mics. It's like open mics, like bars. So I, I never yeah. get why people feel the way they do about it. It's always going to be there. Then you see Jimmy Fallon do your joke on the monologue the next night. You're like, the game is cruel. <laughs> cool. That's you got <laughs> Oh He's got that Fallon glint in his eye when he tells you he did a good job. Oh, no. I was going to ask you, Neil, do you feel like uh, you have learned anything in particular being best friends with Jonas as like a comic that mm. kind of came up in a different way and things like that? Yeah, I think more so in things that we find fun rather than... Um, I, I don't know. There's some, I don't know if this is an LA thing, a Hollywood thing, but like there's a lot of people you meet that are like are about it in, in an appearance way. Like if I just seem like I'm doing it and I love it, then I do. Um, like it just feels like a, he's just a regular person that you just loves to be funny. And I feel like I can be um, kind of more, flagrant and like kind of uh, I can go a little bit further with like you know if we're like doing jokes and um riffing and that was such a big thing for the podcast that we did was for me I, I came out a stronger comic out of that year of doing that podcast and meeting up because not only was it um you know on the one level talking to another <clears throat> comic of uh color like you know I like a lot of comics are are really wonderful but they're white and there's just it just there's that comfort there you know when you when you're speaking to somebody else and our parents have similar backgrounds as well mm -hmm. and it's um you know it 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 allowed me to feel more freed up as a as a comedic brain like and just mm -hmm. what i can talk about and how i can say things and um and that was that was all because of hanging out with jonas man like it's uh it's really one of the one of the few good things that came out of this pandemic 
Um, oh man, I love you, bro. Was doing that pockets, man. I feel like we both got funnier. I don't know about you, Jonas, but Dude, I don't know. I, I tell you all the time um, that I feel like I got funnier. Um, Neil brings a certain uh, Neil brings a certain element that I I, I pick off. From, like he's so. He's honestly telling me to be like way more fluid. Like Neil's really good at getting me out my comfort zone, and I think that's good for a comic too. Like I now, before I used to be way more about like you know, hey, this is your act, your set list, like boom, 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 and like Neil is like maybe way more comfortable in terms of like characters, improv, way more present. And dude, I love I love him for it. I love him for it, man. I was like, man, Aww. this is. I always feel like Neil was funnier than me. I told him, I'll hang around if you want me to. I don't know what you want. I love you regardless. Uh, <laughs> I think that's also you know, a sign of a good is, comic is yeah, when your friend doesn't know how funny they are. And it's like, I mean, whatever, dude, I'll hang out. And it's like, whatever, you're dumb. You know that we're going to like cry laughing at some point. But yeah, yeah. okay. You're not funny. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but... But I do agree with you, uh, Jonas, about Neil in terms of I feel like even doing having Neil on my show over the pandemic and seeing what Neil started doing comedically and introducing music into things that he was doing. And like you were saying, Jonas, just being able to react to something that wasn't something he had planned to say and seeing how well that goes is definitely something <laughs> that I think I enjoy and learn from too because of the amazing, like hilarious things that now exist because he was able to react that fast. Like when he made a song that just said white penises get out of here over a trip hop beat. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Neil, like, Neil is- and they do need to. I told them like he's bigger than this comic. He's a creative overall, like just overall. Yes. Myself, the idea of music and comedy is just repulsive. But then you see, like you know, (laughs) (laughs) Jonas, that was so. (laughs) That is so much. I feel like what I just got in your personality was because we're having (laughs) such a meaningful thing, and you just said repulsive, (laughs) like. (laughs) The extent of what he has opened me up to, it's like, hey, it's not just Aww. this. Like he's the back, the process into it. He's introduced me to technology. Like he he gets new equipment and show. And then when you're <laughs> understanding what's going on, and you know, it's like it's like, oh my gosh, this is actually pretty dope. I I love this. You know, it's like okay, I you know, you're way bigger than that. I'm, and I'm telling you, it's another reason being around him. I love him for it. Dude, there is a, I love you guys so much. This is, again, so, that's so meaningful to hear. And uh, um, I, I, there is a recording somewhere. I need to dig this up. Jonas and I did a jam session with, uh, with Malcolm Hatchett, I think. Do you remember this, Jonas? And Jonas, Jonas, okay, so I laid the beat out. And, you know, there's a moment there where we're all kind of wondering who's going to sing the vocal. And Jonas comes in. Katrina, an angelic. I'm so excited. Pure resonance, <laughs> and it, it, it rattled me down my spine. <laughs> no, you never gonna find that tape. What? 
Do you have a towel around your neck now? I was about to say, did Jonas take his shirt halfway off? He he I said was, he was no, gonna be I, naked. No, well, I was not gonna say. Jonas was naked! <laughs> to make Sorry. Jonas was getting a massage. Get <laughs> In the podcast. You just see Jonas like motioning goodbye to someone. Like, yeah, good to see you. Let yourself out. Lock the door. It's fine. Oh my god. See you next week. No, no shirt, Jonas, on the pod. I'm so excited. Wait, what were you gonna say? I can't even remember. I saw your bare shoulders. I wasn't ready. <laughs> well, I was putting the shirt on in the camera. There's a delay every time I turn it on. And I was like, oh, I've got like three seconds. <laughs> but but <laughs> your audio. Any, anyways, I I just think um. You know, when you find people that um, make you make you feel alive, whether they like say something that kind of bugs you, and you're like, "Why are you <laughs> saying it like that?" and you just want to like engage and conversate with somebody, I think that's like mm -hmm. such a strong foundation for a friendship. And then, you know, Jonas being the from that, like the person, the person Jonas is as well is like. You know, it's just a little, uh, it's a little scary and shady sometimes. But at the end of the day, he's a well-hearted person. I love it. You know, Wait, that is, that's it. That's all you want. Right? You love I like it. Being around him, where you notice, like, uh, like, like he literally draws everybody like to him. People are just naturally drawn to him. You know, with a conversation. You know keeps me around to naturally push those people away, especially when we're talking. About that. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, he just, just <laughs> he did a black eye, and I was right there. I was Wait, so he's, like, using you as, like, a social bodyguard? <laughs> I, I couldn't have asked for anyone better. No, honestly. Like, are you just bouncing personalities for him? I love that Jonas's takeaway is like, I mean, you could be talking to anybody, but I guess it's okay that it's me. Like, <laughs> you've and got options. The foundation of friendship is built on <laughs> sincere doubt. No, I. <laughs> Jonas, uh, I know. I think there is there is an aspect to it. I think uh, they. You just you feel safe around a guy like Jonas too, you know. But then, but then he talks, and you're like, "Am I safe?" But he, it's that's the fun. That's the, <laughs> the danger aspect. No, I did immediately like I was waiting for Neil, and I was like, "Wow, I like feel like this isn't awkward at all being on a Zoom with someone that I've technically never met before. Uh, like this feels immediately <laughs> cool for whatever reason." <laughs> Right, the, uh, honestly, the social bodyguard town is right. Neil introduces me to nothing but dope people. Uh, so now you trust Neil's picks? Every person he has introduced me to, amazing people, yourself included. It's a un <laughs> get to know crackhead, and, but you know, but I have friends who do that, but um, I know I'm not gonna get that. <laughs> I mean, I do get that. The kind of friend who's like, oh, he's cool. And then right before they get in the car, they're like, put your wallet away, though. And you're like, wait, what? And the door opens? And you're like, I don't need this. Um, 
Uh, By the way, he always has a marionette puppet with him. <laughs> that yeah, like <laughs> some really not okay thing. And you're like, wait, what? And they're just like, hi, fellas, where are we going? And it's just like clank, 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 like wood <laughs> limbs in your backseat. I don't need that. What are we doing? Creepy as hell. You do not know how to vet people. Um, <laughs> and that and that's why Jonas has introduced me to none of his friends. That's why, because Jonas knows people that will introduce you to some crackheads. He was like, nah, you're good. You don't need to meet Neil. He's bouncing his friends from you. That's it. I'm joking. And I was like, nah, I'm going to keep this one to myself. That's so cute. Wait, so what would you say is one of your favorite activities as friends besides the podcast? Like, is there anything you like to do that's not comedically related? Um, Jonas and I, um, before the pandemic, we would go to cigar shops and have oh, a cigar. Nice. Um, right, that's this right. place downtown. Right. Um, we went, and you know that was the interesting thing too was to you know you you drive through downtown LA, you drive through Skid Row, and I remember we're coming up on a, it was a yellow light turning red, <laughs> and I was like, Jonas, you got to slow down. He's like, I'm not, I'm not stopping. Ah! And it's like that's the savvy. That's the savvy. Yes. That's let's go. Let's let's get to the cigar shop, man. Jonas does give off the vibe of someone who would like very knowingly just say nah, and you'd be like what? And you just figure out why later. Like oh, that's why nah. (laughs) Yes, exactly it. Exactly it. That's so well put. Jonas Jonas gives off like a slightly friendlier vibe than the very large black men that I've gone to like certain places. I've had like I've gone to go in a liquor store and had like a big black man just be like, uh, you don't need to go in there and been like, oh, OK. And I'll just turn around and go back to my car. Like, I don't know what he was talking about, but I trust him. Like <laughs> Survival and like, uh, like and those some of these things like what I've been through like being a you know, I've, you yeah, know I've a bouncer yeah yeah you know, it's like uh, it's like so when it's when I came out here it was like oh I, I know all the characters already it's like okay and you you got <laughs> it's a lot of sketchy people out here you know it's a lot of sketchy people out here <laughs> oh wow yes absolutely did you guys ever have to get headshots when you moved to LA. Which I, I waited know. a really long time to get headshot headshots. That's good. That's Jonas, do you ever get a headshot? Because of what I feel like things like you're about to mention. <laughs> Cause I was like, um, I have a day job. Like, you think I won't use a headshot of me in a blazer? Don't play with me. I will use a regular ass picture. I am not going to anybody's studio just yet. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my god, though, I got totally, like, the, the main thing was the guy, it was like literally Hollywood Walk of Fame, that area, um, and it was an absurd amount of money, but I wanted a commercial agent, uh, and so they needed headshots, and I had taken pictures on, like, my um, with my friend's camera, and they were like, these aren't good enough, go to a professional, and so I walk in, and my beard is like half this length. And he's like, okay, great. Uh, first thing you do, he hands me a razor. He's like, just shave all that off. And so I have a set of headshots that are like 
made my face a decade or two younger and like just my skin had tanned but the stuff that was under my beard was just like pale oh my god like uh look going and that was like the opposite of a woolly willy or something like (laughs) what in the witness protection did he make you do (laughs) i look like those oreos that have like the black and white cookie yeah, you get a headshot, then you can submit. About, uh, it wasn't a thing I thought about actually until I came out here. Right, and why would you? So when I came here, they were like, headshot. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know we don't go to practice. Um, so let me go. So, But now I do have some. Now I do have some. Actually. Yeah, I, that was not a priority. Well, okay, I do think that Jacksonville is a little bit like what you said, Jonas, but I really wouldn't know because I was not even that invested in terms of like, I was still in a place where people were like, what do you want to do with comedy? And I was like, I don't know, tell jokes. Like, I'm not <laughs> trying to get anywhere. No one needs to hear this on a mass scale yet. Like, I hate my tapes a week out. No, I'm not trying to get this like, time capsuled on national tv so i was just so not interested like there's like people that were paying for like classes and things to try to get into clubs and like or giving people like when they came in town they would be like oh so and so's in town like can someone pick up you know stan hope from the airport or whatever people are doing to try to like meet people or whatever but um i still was just like you know trying to do my one mic after work so i wasn't worried about any of that back then but yeah you're right i even the fact that i went home and i missed the one mic that i always like the first mic i ever went to I missed it by a night like I just got in town too late and Mm. then my friend was like oh well you can go to this mic or this mic or this mic and I was like why are there three different mics (laughs) in Riverside now this is wild like I thought I was done because I missed the one night you know um but yeah I'm not like even now like I'm not trying to get into like the comedy zone or what I don't know it's like I'll do I'll do like you're saying like an indie show like the last time I went home before the pandemic, uh, there's a record store that has like gorgeous space for a show. And I did 20 minutes there. And it's like, I would do something like that before I would worry about, you know, right. That's dope. trying to get on for like That's something dope. my parents would get tickets for, you know? Right. right. No, right. That's, dope. That's so cool. Right. I wanted to also ask you, I don't know if this is like, the right space for it but whatever like um <laughs> your experimental comedy exhibit can, like oh yeah well know, wait yeah. let me ask you i'll ask you guys a couple more questions and then sure. i'll talk to you about that <laughs> but um i will i like try to end with like a fun little like thing of questions so it's like if you could guess um what i have to think of a name for this i don't know what it is it's like bf speed round questions or something but what do you think is your best friend's biggest pet peeve white people do you think that's neil's no 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 neil's laughing like you might not be wrong (laughs) i'm joking You can't live with them. You can't live without them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just gotta have them. Why, Stephen? 
No, <laughs> just the logo of a blonde woman shrugging. Like, what are you gonna do? You gotta have it. <laughs> We're here for just about everything. What would I you think- say Jonas's is? Yeah. I think Jonas's. No. No, man. I would do Instagram. You don't like pictures? You don't like ads, Jonas, for T? Yeah, so I, yeah, I I remember, like, that was kind of a conversation that we had. And then I said, okay, well, do you want to run the podcast account? You know, because then you could Uh still, you know, participate. And uh, and he said, no, I'm I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was going to be such a genuine in because that has so much purpose to it. Like, it's comedy related. And he was like, again, do not care for this platform. I'm good to go. Because, wait, Jonas, have you hit a wall with social media that you care about at all like do you have a tiktok and you don't have an instagram like you or you know what i mean or is it like you don't care about any of it yeah i like twitter twitter i like a lot i'm a big i'm a big twitter uh but even then i'm not crazy about going by anything i just i you know the people who rock with me rock with me and i rock with them who rock with me the same way right back i just like i'm i'm big on intimacy and you know this too i'm really big on just um but i like pictures i like aesthetics so i'll take pictures of other things too like i don't even right now there's a lot of pictures on my face up there not really a fan i like to mix it up i like it to be like my face and then like a tree and then like <laughs> a like a funny license plate or something you know what i mean i like to keep a rotation that's that's a smart way to do it. It's a that's lot of my face right yeah. now. It's kind of gross, but um, Ed, that, but no, it is. They're all just vanity it. plates. I I think <laughs> I think uh, uh, Jonas not having one is is I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy, right? But I, I tried to give him like a tech forward pitch of like, oh, this is a tool to help further right. this podcast and our careers right. potentially. Maybe we could have it get paid in some way to you know for our time but it's, you're the jason manzukas of your podcast i respect it <laughs> but jonas stayed to principal and i respect him, respect him for that it's good that's a great analogy <laughs> you yeah, just have to make sure no one makes because people will make fake ones for him people will make like fake twitters and he because he is not on twitter won't know about it so like podcasts that i listen to they'll be like do you have twitter and they'll be like no and they're like there's one up there and he'll be like oh really that's not me like he's just so <laughs> far removed that he doesn't even know when people are impersonating him and i that i like makes me think of what you're saying neil about being like yeah i kind of low-key respect <laughs> that you are a voice on big mouth and you're like what are they doing on the tweet talk like right. you just <laughs> don't care no, I, so I funny but i don't know i kind of like that in terms of the way i've heard people react to the friends who 
they don't talk as much. And then the second they see something, they're like all up in their business. I feel like they would welcome the relief of someone who was like, oh, sorry, I dogged you the fuck out the other day. I didn't know your shit popped (laughs) off at all. And that I would laugh at that so much. I would love that. I would never forget that person's name. You know what I mean? Like, I would be like, oh, Jonas is my friend forever because he literally didn't know anything good had happened and was still just like nice to be on the sidewalk that unknowingly. Right. Right. That's, that's a true, he doesn't want anything. Right. He's just going to treat you like a person. And that's, that's totally it. Well, Neil knows like, Oh, like when it comes to other comics, I I really do care about their well being. You know, it's like there there are really successful people, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, it's like a lot of guys, I really know what they're going through behind. And I'm just, they're they're alive. Like I'm just grateful they're alive. You know? mm-hmm. like, I think I told Neil like bro, bro yeah, was like the first one to like actually bring me and like introduce me in the store and so, and then like you know four months later what happened happened. It's like it's been, we all we all know people. Oh, it was like he was like people. welcome to the store. This is where you don't sit. Don't go in. <laughs> the- You're like Brody. You're Thanks, Brody. <laughs> I, I saw Joe Rogan so for the first funny. time. Oh, I didn't know I couldn't go up to you. Um, I don't hate that either. I did that one time to Bill Burr, but it was like out of just sheer shock. <laughs> but I did it with such like joy. Like I was smiling so big that I think mm. he just thought I was someone's assistant. Like he just thought I had information for him. So he like, like I shook his hand and he was like, hi. And I was like, it's just so nice to meet you. Like, I hope you have a good night. And I just walked away and he was like, I thought you were going to like, tell me where to go or like, ask me if I wanted something to drink. Like I have no information. I'm no one. Um, but he definitely thought like, oh, this small black woman is definitely about to tell me something. And I was like, nope, I'm just here for the belly room. Um, <laughs> But wait, Neil, do you know if uh, you know that um, Jonas is, you want Jonas to have a IG, but is there something that you know Jonas would be peeved about about you? Or Jonas, do you know what Neil's would be? Oh, oh, yeah. My peeve about, uh, my peeve about Jonas? Like. You want Jonas to have an Instagram, but Jonas, what would yours be? Yeah. Like, Jonas, do you know what yours would be about Neil? Dude, I really don't. um, I really don't. I really don't uh, have a lot. I I say, like, hey, there is a level of. He's super trusting. Very, very trusting. Um, I wish, you know, he'd be a great. Attorney, you know, like he would be criminal, <laughs> like defense attorney, like public defender. Like he's just so trusting sometimes. And there are moments where I'm like, you know, this is what's this is what's really going on right now, you know, like you know, and it's it's and it's it, like he'll just be like a little bit of a, like, no, no, it's like, hey man, this is what's real. Like from time to time, it's like, okay, you can see where. You know, all right. You know, some, but that would be like my thing. Like, but that happens from time to time. That that really be my thing for sure. Um, yeah, mm. for sure, that'd be my thing. 
Wow. I, I was I was going to say, um, like, get more comfortable uh, shoes. I think you've always kind of dogged me for my... Wait, what trendy, uncomfortable shoes are you wearing, Neil? I, I think they were New Balances. Jones are new... They're not comfortable? I thought they were. I thought they were plenty comfortable, but... Jonas, do you not feel they have enough art support for your boy? <laughs> Yo, man, those mitts don't still have enough. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I was looking at it, and I, they just look so like they just look so. Oh, so you're saying he needs new sneakers, not like specifically? Yes, 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 yes. Me okay. Money comfort, um, like he have he has stuff like that. Like he got like the best comfortable slippers. Like he just knows comfortable stuff. Um, you know, just not, they call Neil sharper image always, in the like, street. Always wearing two sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> two sweaters. Two sweaters. Two sweaters go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have a very frail being, you know, and this is this is you know this is what Jonas is, uh, you know, preached on, and you know, trying to stay comfortable, and you know, Jonas will give me some advice on some uh, some juices and things like that from time to time. Oh, I was gonna ask. Okay, so the last like scenario, silly question is, um, if you and if you're on a colony on Mars. And it's just you two, and you have food, water, and shelter covered. What is your best friend's like next priority on Mars? Uh, I would need NASA to come and just get me up out of there. Now, <laughs> oh, oh, you're not on board at all. Yeah. <laughs> Jonas don't do space. Jonas, <laughs> Jonas don't do space. Oh space. my god! <laughs> if Neil wants to come on board, he can come on board. But I know Neil. He's gonna try to make an experience out of it. He's gonna want to meet the Martians, be friends with them. You understand? You understand? <laughs> but also, this is the uh, most. <laughs> This is the most accurate version I've ever heard of this. Was just just like you guys <laughs> doing a buddy cop movie on Mars, <laughs> where Jonas is just like, "I'm too old for this shit," and Neil's like, "Come on, space bitches or whatever." <laughs> space bitches. I like I like that. And and then like Jonas leaves, and the next like twenty minutes of the movie is me like exploring, and then I get like held up by a space bitch. And yes, then... because in this scenario, you're like a little bit more immature. So you have to get yourself into some things that Jonas right. has to get you out of. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yes, they're about to just like off me. And then I just hear like a, just like a clank. And then the, the space bitch falls. And then Jonas, Jonas comes up and I just hear the squeak of his vape shoes. And I know my friend's back. <laughs> And he's like, you knew I wasn't. And Jonas is just like, you knew I wasn't going to leave this planet without you, even though I hate it here. Like him just having his Danny Glover moment. I was like, now let's get the fuck home. <laughs> I'm also, I'm sorry that I made them space bitches, but whatever. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> 
Justice. Oh my gosh. That's so it, dude. And that's it. Uh, my final question is just, uh, what do you think makes a, a good best friend? Oh. I think time and, uh, you know, actual experiences and like, you just kind of go going, going through it together. And the ability to tell you whatever it is you need to hear, maybe if it's something that you don't want to hear. Mm. Truth. Which is also very hard sometimes. What about you, Jonas? by nature man mm. he's you know he's just naturally just that in terms of um you know sincerity but it sounds like you know, you're kind of that way too jonas so yeah absolutely yeah 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 I, I really do i really do you know you know i, I really do care um but again that's only because i don't have instagram you know so it's one of those <laughs> and i do feel like jonas <laughs> I feel like you care in a way that if you didn't, you would say it. <laughs> you would be like, oh, no, oh, I don't right. care about yeah, you. And I'm then they would just this. know. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> say it. I, I wouldn't. I oh, okay. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it. I would, you know, I used to be mean. I used that. And then when I actually started learning about the mental well-being of comedians, Right. Especially being yeah, a comic, I, you kind of think person. people can yeah. take a joke or something. I've definitely been um, like, yeah, yeah just... whatever, you're fine. And been like, no, they're not fine. You can't say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, that's just hard to find in life, let alone like comedy. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely raised in the idea of everyone else has all their other stuff going on so like why would they have time to be worried about you like not mm. in a mean way just in a very real way that like everyone is constantly focused on survival so like don't expect anyone to necessarily have time to deal with your shit also on top of that at like any given right. time so right. it is really nice for that that's something we've kind of adopted yeah oh <laughs> <Aww>, yeah <laughs> Jonas, that must be so many questions. (laughs) And one tear falls. Jonas, like, I'm at the store. I'll call you back. Jonas is constantly just having that back to school special thing where he's like, forget you, man. Forget you. And he, like, pushes Neil until he cries and then they hug. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. I well, love it. That's super it. You yeah. deserve someone to be vulnerable with, Jonas. <laughs> that's absolutely it. Oh, no. This is so sweet because I feel like, Jonas, you hear the things that Neil say says, but you're just like, okay, this is the way I feel comfortable responding to it, but you're listening to him. Jonas right. deserves love. I'm telling everyone. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> He does. He does. He deserves more. He deserves more. That's, that's a reward. I have no, I absolutely am that person where I'll be like, hi, I love you. And people are like, stop. And I'm like, mm, you can ignore this text message, but I'm doing it. Um, but, 
but yeah, uh, Jonas Jonas broke down and tried to end my podcast for me because he felt emotionally vulnerable. But thank you <laughs> for joining us for another episode of the Best Friend Show. Um, <laughs> his emotions are inside a control room in his head. That's so yes. Oh my god, they're just like closing doors right now in his brain, like go go go, like <laughs> gate secured, gate secured. Um, Father oh Trump. man, but <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah, if you like listening to us joke about feelings uh, and the beautiful things that friendship brings into your life uh, you can follow us at bf show with kd on instagram and twitter and uh yeah thank you all for listening and i'll see you next time yay